Welcome to Lady Lair Live. My name is Ashton Keith, and I'm a chef, food stylist, and culinary instructor in New York City. Every Sunday night, I invite an industry lady friend over to my swanky Lady Lair apartment and teach them how to create a meal with ingredients I have on hand. We drink wine, chat about pop culture, and embrace the notion of everyday cooking and celebrations. This is not your mother's cooking show. Nothing is prepped or styled here. This is real life. Welcome to my kitchen. Welcome to Lady Lair Live. I am with Four Square City Guide and Chef Tim Myers at his new restaurant out east, and we are making a mint parpadel pasta. So this will be kind of his take on Hampton-style food for everybody that's stuck in the city. But beyond that, he's incredibly talented. I'm a huge fan of of his and in his past and he used to work at a restaurant that I frequent very very often called Charlie Bird and his pasta skills are bar none so today is very fun educational and I kind of needle him a little bit about being super uptight in the kitchen which we all know I am so join us and enjoy Hey guys, we are back in the kitchen with our friends at Out East. We've got Chef Tim Myers, and he's going to teach Chef Ashton Keith a little bit about how they make their delicious mint pappardelle pasta. And if you missed the beginning, maybe we could describe to everybody your inspiration for this dish. Sure, totally. Um, so it's it's a mint flavored pasta with fava and Parmesan cheese. Um, there's there's this really great moment in the spring when you walk through the farmer's market and you see the first little peaks of green after having suffered, maybe suffered, maybe that's the strong word, uh, through the winter. So, so yeah, this is just about that first uh, inspir- inspiring walk through the market in the spring when, when you start to feel like there will be great things coming. Um, so it is a mint pasta, it's a fresh pasta. Um, you've probably seen a green pasta before, you make it with spinach easily. Really, turns out you can make a green pasta with anything that's green. Um, and in this case, I'm going to use egg yolks and some mint that I blanched. It's basically just boiling boiling the mint for a little bit. Okay, so you can see uh, it's Why like do you do that? Cooked. I do that to make sure it stays green. Oh, okay. Um, if you don't do that, your pasta might turn out brown or a little like, olive drab. Got it, um, okay. So we'd actually do this this technique to all the green vegetables in the kitchen, including these fava beans. Uh-huh. It just helps keep them fresh and keep them bright green. Okay. Which is part of, part of the point. Um, so you just got to take your egg yolks. And so are you using only egg yolks? It's just the yolk for this pasta. Yep, it's a so very it's northern rich. Italian. Yes, it's, northern a, it's a rich Italian. noodle because the, the sauce isn't that rich. We're gonna make it with uh, just creme fraiche and a little butter. Okay. But it's not like a big heavy pasta. So thing, northern you know? Italian pasta tends to be very kind of richer. It's like yeah. more French almost because it's really close to France. It tends to have whole eggs. You'll see like a lot of stuffed pastas. Up in yeah, it's colder Italy. up there. It's it is colder. colder. You need part of your food. Yeah, so you know, mostly dry pastas come from the south. Yep. These Naples. fresher pastas that are egg rich and really luxurious come from the north. So I'm just going to blend the egg yolks into the mint. It's going to be a little loud, so bear with me. Let us know where you guys are tuning in from today. We're at Out East in the East Village, brand new trending restaurant on Foursquare. egg yolks turn green. That's a good sign. Um, now we just got to add it to the flour. It's a pretty simple process. I love this. I didn't even, I've never used a blender like that to like, I usually, yeah. when I do it, I roll it out and then I put the, the herbs in the 
the machine. Yeah. yeah. But this is so much easier. I think this looks cool, you know? That's really what cool. it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real. That's really what it's about. Okay, so I got two kinds of flowers here. I chose um, fine semolina and double zero flour. It's just about the texture of the noodle. Mm -hmm. um, you can use AP flour. It's fine. It's going to so, be fine. So um, explain to everybody who doesn't know what is double zero flour. Double zero flour is a hard wheat flour that's ground really fine. Mm -hmm. So you can make a really soft, supple noodle out of it. Um, I always like to call it like the powdered sugar of flours. Totally. Because and when you, can you pick see it up, it, really it like, like sticks to your hands almost. Mm -hmm. um, and semolina adds like a, a great sweetness almost to it. It's like yeah. a nice balance. It's almost sweet. Like if you don't, you're not familiar with semolina, it is, if you ever get like an Italian sandwich with kind of like slightly yellow and there's sesame seeds on top, that's usually like a semolina loaf of bread. And totally. it's just like so New Jersey, I love it. <laughs> they, know, they know what they're doing. Anybody the tuning in sandwich. from Jersey today, <laughs> tell us Sebastian's right. All about the semolina flour, yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to mix everything together here. You'll see everything sort of, hopefully if my measurements are right, come together into a little bit of a dough. And that is happening. But you were saying this before, because I think this is really important whenever I try to teach people how to make pasta, that it's really about the feel of the dough. So rather than say like one cup to like three eggs or like totally. two cups to three eggs, it's really about, um, sometimes your flour won't take all of the yolk, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And it's very humid down here. We're in New York oh God, City. It's like going to be 90 degrees today. It's a nice <laughs> summer day. It's nice and balmy. <laughs> totally affects the flour's ability to absorb any kind of moisture. Mm -hmm. In this case, that's the egg yolks. Um, and so in order to roll this out easily and, and make a nice textured and flavored pasta, you really just kind of kind of have to feel it. So yeah. this is feeling a little dry to me, so I might have to put some water in there after I knead it up. So my question is, you, I, the only moisture that you put in this is the egg yolks. Yes. Um, but you didn't put any olive oil, or there's no egg white in there. And like, do you sometimes do that? Is there like a process really, really minus depends, to that? Depends on the on the noodle. This one I want it to be all yolks. Okay. Um, because the more moisture you put in, the more diluted the green color becomes. Oh, okay, that's um, a really good tip. And it you know it affects the flavor as well. And um, how much of that blanche mint went in there? I know that you. you so that was it a, in. that was about a cup. About a cup. Okay, but it's not like a specific measurement because it's not going to really. It is in the kitchen. We use forty grams, 40 for, grams. A, for a batch. Okay, okay. Um, but this was a cup after it was blanched. And you so squeezed it's it out. Yep, so you got to no wring it out again, just to control the moisture of the dough. I'm so impressed by how neat, and you put on gloves, and like it's still in the bowl. Uh, and I would have had it on the I table. <laughs> <laughs> I hate having flour on my hands. There's something really something about it. But yeah, so you see this is coming together really nicely. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of keep kneading this and so this again. So how often do you need it for? Like how, what's the point of when it'll be done? I won't make you do it, but, <laughs> but, how, um, but when will it be like done? Well, I would need it probably for about five minutes. Okay. It's really about developing the gluten, which uh -huh. is where the sort of, that's the solution to the formula of flour versus moisture. Yep. Um, and that's where you're going to get the texture of the noodle at the end of the whole process, but you can sort of see... Gluten's like the thing that holds it together, so it's got, yeah. like, crumb and crust is a weird way of saying it, but like, this is what's going to like give it structure. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. why, um, you know, if this were a more wet dough, like a, we were talking about pizza dough yeah. earlier, mm -hmm. that's, the gluten is what makes pizza dough able to stretch, so when you see these guys tossing their, mm -hmm. their pie doughs up, which is really cool, um, the reason they don't just splatter yeah. is because the gluten, it's, the, it's a protein in the wheat that keeps everything together. 
you guys are just tuning in, we're out east in the East Village. We have Chef Tim Myers showing us their pepper jelly dish, teaching uh, Chef Ashton Keith how to make it. Great. Um, so yeah, I like I said, it. yeah, totally. Okay. This is I don't mind having flour on my hands. <laughs> um, no, this is awesome. But this is kind of like, it's heavy. That mm -hmm. egg yolk and like the mint really give it some weight, but that's awesome. Yeah, and that's why the, I think the herbs are nice to put right in there because mint you know, the word menthol comes from, <laughs> Team comes word. from the word mint. So it, it really has sort of like a, I don't know, sort of cuts through the egg yolk for you. It serves the purpose of, of acid in any mm -hmm. other dish. Cool. Check out that bright green dough. Yeah, it's so beautiful. So like, could you do this with like any herb, essentially? Any herb. Spinach, any herb. parsley. You know, if you, if you use something like sage, I would say it's probably uh -huh. not going to ever be this green. Yeah. Just by the nature of the chlorophyll that's in that. But you could make a parsley dough, you could make a kale dough, I bet that would be But mint grows like weeds in gardens. So yeah, it's it goes, good, it's everywhere, it's, it's nice inexpensive, and, and it's really, really delicious. And it's not weird, you know, everyone knows what mint is. Yeah, absolutely, and kids like it. Totally. Okay, cool, so then so, what does it look like when it's done? So when it's done, it looks just about the same. Effect. That's fine, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with that, I'm done with it. So this is, this is the dough I made, uh, about an hour ago, right before you guys got here. Okay. Um, you can see it's, it's the dough is sort of hydrated. Basically, yeah. when when you're kneading it, you're yeah, spreading the so moisture, spreading the moisture between the flour, and an hour later, not only has the gluten relaxed, which is going to make it, um, it easier to roll out, but all the flour is now rehydrated. Flour necessarily is dehydrated product. It's kind of like letting a steak rest. Almost. Exactly. Like uh, the juices redistribute and yep. kind of. Now, okay, so this is something that I found with pasta, though. If you were to wrap this up and keep it, like, overnight, it starts to have, like, this grayish color. Like, crushed pasta is so expensive at restaurants because, A, it needs to me to actually physically make it, which is a skill set that not every chef has. Um, but on top of that, the shelf life of a fresh dough, like, is so short. Like, it has to be made the morning of your service. So it's something that's, like... You know, people always wonder why it's so expensive on menus, and it's because of the labor, and also because it is like such a short shelf life. Well, yeah, and I mean, you saw I put a dozen eggs into this pasta dough. To yeah, make, true. To make four, four orders. True. Um, but yeah, they they discolor, and especially if you're using a green pasta, it's got to be every day. Of course, it yeah. That color. Um, now you might have this at home. You might not. Mm -hmm. If you don't, then let this rest, the dough rest a little longer, yep. and then leave it at room temperature so it warms up again. Okay. Uh, and then you can roll it with the rolling pin. It's going to take longer, but it's going to taste just as good. Um, um, you can also get like smaller um, pasta wheels yeah, on totally. like Amazon or whatever. Yep. So tell me, you're starting at the largest setting. Yeah, this is, it's, there, if you can see, there's kind of two rolling pins in here, and I have a dial here that controls how close together they are, which mm -hmm. in turn controls how thick or thin I'm rolling the dough. What is this? <laughs> oh, that's my knife. I just oh. stuck it there so I can use it. I was like, that's some contraption. We got going. That's a shank. Uh, <laughs> time upstate. Uh, yeah, so I, I've started it at the widest opening. Okay. And I'm going to bring it down actually to almost the smallest setting okay. because it's, it's going to be a, a nice tender noodle. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to kind of keep doing that. Um, now, when you do this, is there a reason you just don't go from the largest setting to the smallest setting like like that? Yes, there is. There's two reasons, I would say. The first reason is that it probably won't go through. Let's try it. This is this is all the way shut. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's gonna get like this weird, right? like, so it, it just kind of tears it. Yep, that makes sense. Okay. So you need to be patient. I'm gonna back it out. 
Oh, yeah, then I got it all. Oh, my God, I didn't... I just... <laughs> <laughs> Doing it live. Oh, I got a brand new pasta machine. Sorry. Got it. It's okay. Um, yeah, okay, but that's good because a lot of people would do that at home yeah. and just think, like, I don't no need... Shortcuts. Yeah, no, no shortcuts. Yeah, no. You definitely here. need... It's a little bit of a process. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, and again, you, you got to think you're working the dough more, so you're bringing the yeah. gluten back into play. Cool. So, and that's important for being able to cut a nice noodle yeah. later. So, so we just go a little by little. Uh huh. Um, you'll usually see people fold the dough. Which yeah, again that's what is I do. After the first time I fold it, and I always say, up. you want to know why I say it? I just say it's like for good measure if my kneading wasn't that good. Totally. But I don't know if that's the reason. Is it that the it kind of is. Yeah, it's it's or about. Is it just like a superstitious thing because Italians are so superstitious. You know, I think there's a lot of superstition involved with Italian food in general, particularly pasta, yeah. but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll fold it over and over and over. If I just feel, if I feel like the dough it is maybe a little, a little wet, bit more, then yeah. you can add some flour. Uh-huh. Um, so you want to prevent that. You don't necessarily want to add flour because then again, you're adding more glue in to this, and sometimes correct. it can get a little tough. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to an excellent point, which is right after I fold this one more time, just because I'm trying to fold it so that it makes about the width of yeah. the thing, because that's going to be the length of my noodle. Yeah. And it also maximizes your, again, it goes back to like efficiency in a kitchen. Like if you're running a thin little noodle through here the whole time, it's going to take more time. Yeah. And you're expending like boring. too much energy. Yeah. Cool. 100%. That's awesome. I find like rolling pasta very therapeutic. It is um, often therapeutic, I would say. I've definitely worked in pasta-heavy restaurants, and <laughs> Not I wouldn't go that far, but it is always enjoyable. That's yeah, sure. that's true. Yeah, it does. And especially if the kitchen's hot, too, because then that... Yeah, I don't necessarily need to be doing this in front of an oven. Yeah. I today for uh, mm -hmm. the sake of the camera. But look how so beautiful see, that is. Yeah, it's getting nice. I love the speckles here. You can see the little bits of mesh. Yeah. So what's, like, what's the thickness that we're looking to get down to? Well... Is this about it's, it? It's hard to say. No, I'm going to go thinner. This okay. is number three on my machine. Okay. Unfortunately, there's no standard. Yeah. Um, for. I usually go to like the second to last one. Yeah. So this one goes on from end. zero to ten, and ten is the is the widest. That's the first setting I go through. Uh -huh. And I'm going to bring this down to number one. And it's fun to do on dates. I find this is like a great date thing. It's like one person has to pull it out. One person has to put it. That sounded bad, but. Yeah. I mean. My girlfriend loves when I make pasta, and yeah. she likes, she helps in her way. <laughs> she Straight. drinks and hangs out. Yeah. Good she, for her. I mean, she's incredible. I'm happy to make pasta Be able to for do her. it for her. Yeah. But I think it's like a fun thing to share with somebody. Yeah, it is. It's it's, yeah. it's really fun. I mean, Italian food is all about family. Yeah. And, uh, Absolutely. Friends and good times here. Um, that looks beautiful. So, um, what is parpardelle? Uh, that just refers to the shape of the noodle, okay, which, which in this case is going to be about an inch wide. Okay. And the reason I do that is because the fava beans are about an inch wide. Oh, that's a great way. I never even thought of that. See? Yeah. You're going to cool. eat it. Because, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll get a bowl of pasta and you eat all the pasta. And, and then the, the stuff is all left the stuff on the bottom. left on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still good to eat, but it's okay. just not as fun that way. Great. Love okay, that. so... Now I've, I've rolled this out. It's at just the thickness I want. Mm -hmm. I'm going to clean it up a little. Loving this being over tentativeness. So you're going to do about an inch, and you're using just a paring knife to do that, but like, yep. you could use, what would you, you could use a pizza cutter? You could definitely right? use a if pizza cutter. That's what I'd recommend, actually. Oh, okay. Um, just because you don't need a big knife for this. But also, I think it's important to tell people to hand cut it, because 
lot of times people will do those like attachments to the pasta machine that have the preset. Yeah. Um, but it's really easy to hand cut it. It's really easy, and and that's again part of the fun is it's like it's not going to be perfect, mm -hmm. and that's how you know that like a human made this. Yeah. If you guys have any questions about pasta, or just want to let us know where you're tuning in. Tell us in the comments. Um, so, and so why so much semolina? So here's why. This is actually coarse ground semolina. Mm -hmm. So it's actually it's got some texture to it. Um, this is like what you'd find under a pizza crust or mm -hmm. under something that's baking. And really, it's about keeping the pasta off of itself when I fold it over, yep. which is what I'm going to do to cut it. So really, it's it's preventing it from sticking together yep. is the only thing. And so now I've, I've just rolled up the noodle. Yep. I'm just going to go through and cut little noodles. part my girlfriend's not allowed to do. Yeah, because it's not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything she does is perfect. <laughs> Good man. Um, this is awesome. Okay, so then why is the reason you do them, they're shorter? Is there a reason behind that? Is it again so that you can pick it up and eat it in one bite? You know, it's it's not it's not that romantic actually. It's it's about consistency in the kitchen. And oh, I, I can, like tell, that. I can tell anyone who's making the pasta that yeah. I want the noodles to be this long. Got and it. everyone knows that you just roll I like, like that. that. And yeah. there you go. Smart. But okay. you know, again, a lot of people dress up to come to dinner. It's great. Yeah. You don't want to get pasta sauce, whether all it's white or red, all over your outfit. So that makes sense. the longer noodles, higher chance of splashing all over yourself. Can I help you? Yeah, yeah, please. I'm allowed to help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is awesome. I love it. I love fresh pasta. It's so fun. It is. And it's delicious. And it's delicious. Okay, cool. All right. Pasta's ready to go. So this makes four servings, right? Yeah, I would say so this is So this is like one four. serving right there. Yeah, let's count the noodles. Is there an amount of noodles four. per recipe? We do, we do 12. This has 11 noodles. Okay, cool. Well, 11's my lovely gonna, number. Yeah, I'm going to go so with we're 11. We're going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I think that was my number in soccer. Really? See? Yeah, I used to play soccer. Weird. Okay. Now you're a big surfer and fisherman, which is yeah. one of the inspirations behind why you named the restaurant Out East. Totally. It's it's all the name of the restaurant Out East is mm -hmm. uh, all about sort of the bounty and the culture of yeah. going out east, which obviously refers to going to the Hamptons or Montauk. I dress like in it, the yeah. summer or not. You know? <laughs> yeah. it's great. There's great fishing there. There's there's great farming there. There's great really need to season the pasta water. This is just salt, kosher salt. Um, I had a chef that once told me that it needs to be as salty as the ocean. I would say that's debatable. Only because with <laughs> fresh pasta, yeah, fresh pasta is sort of, just doesn't need that much salt. It does, okay. it do, you're seasoning the noodles when you cook them in salted water. Yes. In, with dry pasta, it's much harder to, to get the salt Flavor into the noodle yeah, because sense. it's been dried out. Yep. So that's when I salt it like that. That makes sense. This, it, I still want it, this should taste salty. Right. And to note, though, you didn't put any salt in the dough, and no, nobody ever puts it in there. And the reason behind that? Uh, a, to control the amount of salt in the dish as a yeah. whole. Mm -hmm. B, salt actually prevents the gluten from forming. Yeah. Not that it, it won't come together, but you won't have as nice a texture yeah. of the dough. 
I always make a joke that like stocks are never salted and doughs are like like this is never salted because chefs are control freaks, which I like, <laughs> I can throw stones at that glass house because <laughs> but it's true because you want to be able to control the sauce content because you don't know what kind of sauce you're going to put in it. It can yeah. change per season. You could change it if you went to the market and saw something different, or if you wanted to sausage that was something that was already naturally salted. Yeah, so it's important. Cool. And then how long will this cook for? It only cooks for about three minutes. Okay. So I'm going to make start building the sauce in the pan next to it. So this is the thing that most people don't do at home is build the sauce. Um, they finish the pasta in the sauce. And they build the sauce using the pasta water. And the reason behind that is because the starch in the pasta, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. You're, right, um, you're on the right track here. The starch in the pasta helps kind of create, it binds it with the cheese yep. and all the different elements. It thickens it. So I'm forcing together uh, water and butter, which is like, uh, they don't they don't want to go together, right? That's why you get broken vinaigrettes. Yep. Um, but the starch actually will will force this into one homogenous sauce, which sticks to the noodle, yep. and sticks to the fava beans, and makes the fava beans stick to the noodles. And you're going to use this creme fraiche? That's creme fraiche, yeah. Now, why from fresh over, say, like, mascarpone? Because you've got an Italian dish with French cheese. Totally. Well, I just prefer the flavor of fresh. Okay, well, that's fair. It's a, little, it's a little bit more tart. Yeah. Um, mascarpone is delicious, delicious, delicious. I like to it's put it in filled pastas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little fattier. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, I'm going to put just a little bit of butter in there. Sorry, guys. No, you need butter, and that's the other thing most people don't realize. There's always about a tablespoon of butter in a pasta dish, and I think it's A, for flavor, but also for a shine. Like, it'll give a really nice yeah. shine when the plate hits the table, yep. which, again, if we're talking about the way something looks is really important, that's what you're kind of going Totally. I'm going to put a little bit of cheese in the sauce as well. That's also going to help thicken it up. Yes. Make it stick to the noodles. So that's looking nice there. There's yeah. a little bit of um, confit garlic. It's, it's basically roasted garlic. Yeah. You put it in olive oil and, and cook it really slowly sort of overnight and we get some of the oil out of that too. Comfy basically uh, just means cooking fat. Yep. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Traditionally Clarifying it's like a duck comfy. You would yeah. you would cook something and preserve it in its own fat. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But now it now it kind of looks a little bit more it's just universal. Cooked in, in yep. So our noodles are cooked here for sure. Yes. Just gonna pop those right And those are only about like one or two minutes. How do you know when they're done? I've been doing this a long time. That's not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always you can, you always, can always test it. You can always take one out. Yeah. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Put this on your cutting board and just cut it and just taste it. Yeah. You're not looking. Please. Um. You're not yeah. looking for these to be al dente. People talk about that a lot. It's not really the thing for fresh pasta. No. Nope. It's all it's all about dry pasta when you want al dente. Oh my god, it's so good. But you and still want like these to be a little, a little toothy. It's really good. So good. And now it's seasoned, right? Yeah, it's delicious. This is just so, it's so beautiful and fresh and um, kind of just like light and springy. Like what you said, like that trip to the market, this really does inspire totally. that kind of cooking. And okay, so I love baba beans too, which are something that now is becoming a little bit more in vogue. Um, yeah. But they're similar to peas in the sense that they're like this bright green, they're only available less than peas actually. Yeah. Like, two, three weeks, maybe? Um, what would you say? Are, it's it's it for about a month, depending where you get. And it also depends on like the time, like how hard your winter was, or yeah. when you start to see spring veg. But essentially, they they come in these long, kind of like giant the beanstalk. They're pods. Yeah, yeah, they're like pods, and they look like big like caterpillars, which sounds odd. 
And then what you do is you take them out and you blanch them and they've got the skin to them and then you take the skin off. But they're so good. They're really, really good. They're one of the Starchy. first things that show up in the spring at the Union Square Market. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that is because the plant oh, yeah, grows so, so fast. It grows like a weed. Mm -hmm. thank, thank goodness. Yeah, it's um, so beautiful. So I put this on a plate just for sake of being able to show you guys, but usually you put it in a bowl, it stays mm -hmm. hotter that way. Yeah. Um, and then I like to decorate it. I, I, I like to take the tiny mint leaves off, off if you get like a stalk of mint. The smaller ones are like really tender, really delicious. Like the um, little plushes at top. Yep. At the top. Yeah. And oh my god, it looks so good. And then these are actually the flowers that become fava beans. So oh. I, I do this because they're beautiful, and but they also actually taste great. Um, if you want to try do one. Do you mind if I taste yeah. one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they're really juicy. They're they're very floral, oh but vegetal. They're really great. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful contrast on the plate, but it also is just they a nod They kind of taste to, like fava beans. Yeah, exactly. It's the same exact plant. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. They do taste like coffee beans. Don't they? That's crazy. I kind of love these. So then you, I just put some cracked black pepper, yeah. and this is some really nice olive oil mm. from Bari. Um, and that, that's it. Oh my gosh, that looks so yeah. stunning. Should we try it? Yeah. Yeah, it looks so good. Haley, get in here. Oh gosh, I'm yeah. totally going to get a, a bite from behind the camera. Um, uh, yeah, this is so delicious. So you, you're serving this, this is on your menu now. Do you mind if I just dig in? Yeah, please. Um, so you're serving this on your menu now. Yeah. Um, I gotta make a perfect bite because <laughs> it needs to have yeah, all the elements. You a little elements. bit of something, get the flour in there. What do they call that in chef lingo? See, that is like, whoa, oh, yeah. got go. it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll, I'll just give you a minute with that. Just enjoy. It's so delicious and I'm all over the place. Yum. That is so light and so refreshing. Wow. It's great. Even on a hot day like today, I oh my think gosh. it's wonderful. I know it's we'll sell a ton so at the good. restaurant tonight. So this is um, on the menu now. Yep, absolutely. And how long have you had it on the menu? And how long do you think it'll be on? Because I know fava beans aren't yeah, in season forever. It's been on the menu for about a month. Okay. Um, I'm considering once once fava beans become a little more sparse, I might switch to peas. English peas are just as good. Mm -hmm. um, and, and all those sort of... Uh, summer legumes come into season. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. I, I'm going to try to keep it all keep it around as long as I can. Okay. I can still get the flowers, which means there's another batch of beans coming. That's awesome. Um, I also love how you gave me a plate. <laughs> Thinking that I might use that. Oh, that is delicious. Definitely come here and have it. Um, and today is National Rosé Day, so we should probably give a shout out to that. Yep. That would taste delicious with this Absolutely. Pasta. We've got a ton here at Out East, so... Yeah. Come on in tonight, make some pasta, get some tuna tartare, whatever, whatever folks are going. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you thanks. next time.